Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. New Vision, New Vision, covering the whole world. Hello, welcome to the New Vision Podcast. My name is Adi Fred Max. In today's podcast, we're going to continue with the series looking at the impact of COVID-19 on those living with HIV-AIDS. Now, last week, we had a conversation with Canon Professor Gideon Biamgisha, speaking to us about some of the experiences those living with HIV-AIDS are going through in this COVID-19 period. Now, today, we continue that series by speaking to Dr. Stephen Watiti. He's the chairman National Forum of People Living with HIV Networks in Uganda, and uh, he's also the HIV and AIDS advocate and activist. Dr. Watiti, you're most welcome. Thank you, Max. Nice to be here. Joining me later is a lady living with HIV, and I'll not disclose her name for the purpose of this interview. But we'll be speaking to her, and she will be telling us some of her experiences during this COVID-19 season. Let me begin with you, Dr. Watiti. Now, as Chairman National Forum for People Living with HIV in Uganda, how has COVID-19 affected these people? Well, one first and foremost is that, of course, most of the information now being circulated is about COVID-19, mm-hmm. making it uh, look as if, of course, HIV is not no longer a problem. So, and yet we know that uh, from statistics, every week about 1,000 new infections occur. And I can imagine it's going to go up given the current situation. Sitting at home most of the time, and then every week we lose close to 500 people. Oh dear, dying of AIDS. And so this uh, Saturday is going to affect the fact that many people can't go for can't access HIV services so easily because of the lockdown. They increase the uh, 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 the reports of gender-based violence, you know, um, because of uh, the circumstances now, and we know that EBV is one of the drivers of the epidemic. So I can say that the we may not have the figures now, but I one can imagine things are going to come worse in the post-COVID era for us uh, in the HIV world. Thank you, Dr. Watiti. Now, as a professional doctor, how does COVID-19 relate to HIV? Yeah, we, of course, COVID-19 is a new disease, but we know that it affects more people who have uh, underlying conditions. The underlying conditions like uh, cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, and HIV, especially if people who have HIV have their CD4 count. The CD4 count is a measure of how badly damaged the immune system is. If the immune system is compromised, then the chances of them catching COVID-19 are higher. We know also that TB has affected more people living with HIV. People living with HIV, it kills. The biggest kill of people living with HIV. And TB affects the lungs mostly. Now, COVID-19 also is a disease of the respiratory system, the lungs and the respiratory system. So you can see that more people, especially if we get more uh, generalized infections, the HIV will be affected more. Thank you, Dr. Watiti. Now, looking at the relationship between COVID-19 and HIV, have you registered more cases of HIV during this season? 
Yeah, the main complaints uh, I, I, I have received, and I've got so many, almost seven, ten minutes, somebody is calling me, that they uh, cannot access their treatment. We have over 1.2 million Ugandans who are on ARVs. Now, these get these ARVs from places often where they work or where they live nearby, where they can conveniently go. Now, when the lockdown was announced, I remember somebody called me from Kaseste. He said, I get my treatment from Kaparwa. I'm now stuck here. I can't get my medication. So that was the first effect, really, the big one. Many people have gone without traveling their medicine. Luckily, we managed to, uh, to talk to the ministry, and they have passed around information to all the service providers that if people living with HIV, uh, approach them needing to refill. They shouldn't refuse them. They should give them the medicine, just not um, the, uh, the fact that it's the person with HIV, where they get their medicine from, and what medicine they need, they supply them, which are consigned. The challenge, you know, is that sometimes you see, I live in Kireka, uh, a person that I live in Kireka. Suppose I'm not open about my HIV status. I can't go to a nearby health unit, so I maybe go to Bali where I am originally born, pick my medicine there. And see the way the bus I can go and pick and come back. But now I can't go to my neighbor tell them, look, I'm a person living in the child because of the stigma, you know, it's not so easy. So those are some of the few challenges we are getting. But we are hoping that the information that we are passing around helps people so that they can access treatment from nearby for nearest ART centers, instead of going off their treatment and waiting for the lockdown to be lifted, then they go to access treatment. Thank you, Dr. Watiti. Now, as I told you earlier on, joining me online is a lady living with HIV and she preferred anonymity. So I'll just ask her. Now, as a person living with HIV, how has this season affected you and your family? You know, some of us are living undercover. You're living with people and maybe they don't know who you are exactly and you know. But now, especially where you have got indoor every day with some, you know, with some people, automatically let them know that you have daily drugs to take. And many of us found ourselves in a situation where we had to disclose forcefully. Even those who did not know we were prior had to start to know because this is the time where you are panic. You're panicking, where should I get the next drug? You're panicking. How should I take my drugs? Panicking for everything. And then, so that was a negative disclosure. As we are told, disclosure must be done when you feel like you're ready. And But now, it's mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And um, perhaps if I may ask you this, what is your appeal to the government or the Ministry of Health, which is at the forefront during the fight against COVID-19? I think there was an, an imbalance on the relief issue because looking at how the relief is, because as we speak, you know very well this people like us who are already living with HIV. We are already struggling with so many things and one of them is poverty. So poverty administration has brought in a, a crisis where most of us are living without savings. Without savings and hunger has loomed in so at this time where they they they, they set up the task force, I think it was the task force to have representatives for every marginalized group. When you look at how food distribution is being done, even up to now where we are counting 21 days, most parts of the, the city 
none of us is seeing any food. Yes, we have to take our pills every day. So I think there's an imbalance of who we're supposed to do on the most part. I think some people are not represented on the task force. to the president and any other bodies in line, any other lead bodies. But for them at least to engage HIV care representatives at the task force because it would have been easier for us to get what belongs to us if we had representatives. By now, maybe we would not be starving because some of us are already starving, you know. Thank you so much for allowing to speak to us on the New Vision podcast. Dr. Watiti, thank you so much for spending time with us on the New Vision podcast. Thank you, Waxad. God bless you. I've been speaking to Dr. Watiti, who is the chairman, National Forum for People Living with HIV Networks in Uganda, and also HIV AIDS activist. You can keep in touch with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is adi underscore max. That is A-D-I-I underscore M-A-X. You can download more podcasts when you go to www.newvision.co.ug. Special thanks going out to Stephen Senkawa for putting this podcast together. Remember to continue following government guidelines on the prevention of COVID-19. Stay safe and God bless you. You've been listening to the New Vision Podcast. New Vision, New Vision, covering the whole world.